How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. Tuned in. To the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. We have thawed out and we're back live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. I've got Sean Yurk Curran sitting across from me. Came back for a, uh, a fill-in day, I guess you could call it, a makeup day. Makeup day. Yeah, I mean, since we had to drive up here yesterday and nothing worked. Yeah, the- man, you know, it, it, it'd be like that sometimes. That, that yeah. cold weather for extended amounts of time can wreak havoc on equipment you don't even know it can wreak havoc on. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, technical, difficulty, blah, 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 technical difficulties beyond anybody's control. And uh, I know he doesn't like uh, getting any public uh, attaboys and stuff like that, but um, our station boss man, uh, Matt, did a... Herculean job yesterday, getting this thing back up and going, and uh, that's why he makes the big bucks, and he's undoubtedly the smartest guy around here. He was on it. I mean, he was on it quick. He so. was, man. That's, that's why I love. That's why I love working for. Uh, and when I say smaller independent, I, I mean that is a compliment. A, a smaller independent company that has the ability to turn on a dime mm-hmm. and not have to wait on somebody to come do it. That when the when the owners out there. Uh, busting his knuckles and and the freezing cold and yeah. doing work it just says a lot because if, if he's not going to do anything that he wouldn't expect you to do yeah i mean because you were on the phone with him we were sitting here waiting once it passed the time over seven and mm-hmm. he was trying to get us on air as hard as he could it just yep. didn't work out yeah it was not from a lack of effort so uh, mm-hmm. thank you to matt for getting that taken care of sean appreciate you coming out back to back days i guess i'll see you tomorrow too so we, yeah th- three days in a row unfortunately we just get two shows out of it i did do a a live stream yesterday from the house. It's available on all of my social media platforms. Just a, about an hour, just me kind of rambling, mm-hmm. doing what I do, uh, uninterrupted. It was fun. Read a bunch of comments and just had a good time. I had a little downtime. I, I thought I did. Then I realized all the things I had not done that I've been procrastinating on. And the second half of my afternoon was pure chaos. Was it just household stuff or? Man, uh, dropping shirts off at the post office. Oh. Uh, I had to run down and visit a buddy of mine and. My dad ended up over there in Brandon, hung out with him for a minute, and then I had to cut a couple commercials also. Trying to do that from the house sounds easy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you have two little dogs who, <laughs> A, I have wood floors in the house, B, they, they need their toenails cut, and C, normally they just sleep on the couch until I get to trying to cut a commercial or do anything with a microphone. Yeah. And you just hear all of it in the background. So the dogs do, man. Every time mine's quiet, sleeping until I get on the phone talking to somebody, like whether it's a friend or a client, she just starts going. I got to pick her up and hold her because yeah, I don't barking. know. Do they think we're talking to them? Yeah, I always wondered that too. I'm like, that's when it happens. It's when I get on the phone immediately. Yeah. 
because they don't, obviously don't know what a phone is. No. I'm, you know? So you know. I, I kind of think that if they see me talking to a microphone, they assume I'm talking to them and they're spinning around in circles. What are you saying? I don't recognize any of these prompts. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Treat? Treat? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily for the mute button on your phone, you know, I always have my Bluetooth in, so you just hit that and you just yell at the dog all the time and yes. unmute it. Like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know. I'm not being a psychopath to my dog right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of psychopaths, Sean, mm. um, Democrats on Twitter have the audacity. The audacity. I, last night, I, I get on Twitter. X, whatever you want to call it. One day we'll move on from calling it one or the other. We'll call it one thing. Just go back to Twitter. Nobody's going to call it X. I want to put the X in. Um, Anyway, so we're on Twitter, and I see that syphilis is trending. Mm. I'm like, man, I see see Twitter billboards all over Jackson. Has there been an outbreak in the Democrat community? Has some some modern-day civil rights icon caught, caught syphilis? Some superstar, Nicki Minaj or Little Nas X get syphilis or something. Drake. Um, anyway, Obama, Big Mike got a syphilis. I don't know. Anyway, and there's a picture of Trump and he's got his hand up and it's got some busted calluses on it from, you know, he's a hardworking man, blue collar billionaire, breaking his back to make America great again, again, after four years of Joe Biden destroying it. And they're trying to accuse your brethren, Sean, your Fondren, Bellhaven brethren, fellow purple-haired baristas, Black Lives Matter supporters, are trying to suggest that Trump has syphilis on his hand. And and to that, I, I ask this. Have you ever seen somebody with syphilis on their hand? I, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea what it, where it would – we were talking about this on the phone. I don't know where it's supposed to pop up. I haven't read about this since, you know, I was in junior high. I mean, so. if you if you laid out – Pictures of four STDs. Uh, I could probably just because we all kind of know that a herpes and a fever blister are kind of the same thing. That that's could, the one thing I know. Right? I that's could probably point out the herpes, mm-hmm. but I could not tell you which one was syphilis, gonorrhea, or any of the others. That's what I told you on the phone this morning. It's like is syphilis the one where it burns when you pee, or I don't. You know, I just don't remember what it. I, you know, I mean, I've never just met. Have you ever met anybody says, "Hey, guess what? I got syphilis." I've just never <laughs> met anybody like that. No, I mean, I just. So I got to thinking, it was kind of funny. I was like, hold on. This is more of a, 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 this says more about you, not you, but the people that are mm-hmm. complaining about this. I was like, this this reveals more about y'all than it does Donald Trump. That the first thing you think when you see a blister on somebody's hand is syphilis. Yeah, I mean, did you Google it? Is that a symptom? No, I, did, I did not Google it. I, I, I saw all I needed to see to make my opinion. Here's the deal, right? Sean, I ran nightclubs for a long time. Mm. Met a bunch of crazy people, a bunch of sexual deviants over the years. And I never once met somebody that had a syphilis outbreak on their hand or anywhere else that I'm aware of. I'm sure people, I'm sure I've met people that had syphilis, but not an outbreak on their hand. Yum. Usually in my, in the ridiculous crew of people I ran with, if they had blisters on their hands, it was from meth. Okay, yeah. From like handling meth and picking at their hands and stuff. Let's take a call real quick mm-hmm. from Mr. Dixon. Mr. Dixon, you're on the air, brother. Brother Clay, Brother Sean, how you guys doing? Glad you all made it through the storm. Yes, Thank sir. you. Just one favor, if I may ask of you, Clay, and impose on your Christian hospitality. Some of us are trying to eat oatmeal this morning, so <laughs> can you kind of slack up on the syphilis, please? <laughs> Y'all be blessed, man. Have a blessed one. 
I, yeah, hey, if it bleeds, it leads. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, though, I bet uh, I can see this is one of those things that, you know, Donald Trump turns around to be good for him, you know? Yeah. Because, like, if he did have syphilis, he's like, it's the greatest case of syphilis ever. It's the most fantastic case of syphilis it's ever. It's huge. And I beat it down. I have huge hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's it just be able to turn it into something good. Yeah. Yeah. I but, just, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like part of me was like, they're just playing around. But if you read enough of those tweets, and I like to think I decipher sarcasm very well. Mm-hmm. There's some people who really think Trump has syphilis on his hands. I just got a text about it. So the characteristic rash of secondary syphilis may appear as rough red or reddish brown spots, both on the palms of the hands and bottoms of the feet. Who knew? Apparently Google did, but that's, that's a text <laughs> I got. I, I didn't know that. Your sister sent that. Didn't no, she? no, no. This was some. This somebody else actually. I don't think she's listening this morning. And I mean, I just only say that because she doesn't like Trump, right? Yeah, yeah, she no, doesn't no, like no, Trump no, at all. No, not because, not because I think your sister is an expert on syphilis. Yeah, so she might. I don't me, know. I got to ask her about that. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. No, it wasn't my sister. Let <laughs> me be one hundred percent clear. Yeah, yeah. Here. I'm not, a, She's I'm not accusing Jazz of having of having the syph. No, no, it wasn't her. It wasn't her. So that's but that's a that's the uh, yeah, that's the text I got. So it could be on the bottom of your feet or hands, huh? Uh, look, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that. All all joking aside, mm. it's one thing. I, I'm 99.9% sure I will leave that little point one t- to be wrong, that it's it's a golfer's, it's golfer's hand. Yeah, you were talking about that this morning. It sounds yeah. like probably, right? Or it's cold. Don't people get blisters on their hands when you touch railing and stuff when it's yeah, cold? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, he's probably been playing a little golf, you know. And it's or he's cold. shaking he's, a lot of hands, too. I mean, yeah. that's another thing. Well, that was, that's kind of what I was working towards with with this. I believe it's something to do with golfer's hands, or again, it's calluses from trying to make America great again. (laughs) And and I think that if he did have syphilis on his hand, he would have a glove on. Yeah. I don't think Donald Trump would not wear an STD loud and proud like that. I, I, I think his, even if it is, or even if he had syphilis, we wouldn't know. His arrogance would not allow you to see it. Mm. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think if, if he found out, if he actually went and got tested, yeah, and then found out he got syphilis, yeah. I mean, you know, where who'd he get it from? Stormy, if he did get it, oh, I don't know. By Big Mike, <laughs> Big, probably Big. shook Obama's hand. <laughs> I'm going with Stormy. That would be my pick. But. I think you know. I think that was ten years ago. I think yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you don't know. They could still be seeing each other. We don't know how that works. You know, she's actually. I don't want to name any names here. She's actually uh, last year was having an affair with the guy that lives here. Really? Yep. Yep. I'll. Uh, I may tell you off air. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious about that one. Yeah. So <laughs> I had a chance to interview her. You did. I did, and it was, was before this- I started the radio show. But it was um, when I was still doing the podcast from my house, and I was told I was told specifically, "Hell no, she cannot come in this house." Oh, wow. I mean, so wait, she was going to come on an interview with you, even though she, she's anti-Trump, isn't she now? Yeah, but she didn't She didn't know what she was going to be walking into. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, that would have been great. You yeah. You could have asked her if she had syphilis. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know, I just don't know if that's the first question that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about why did you lie on our, big, on our great president? You know he didn't. You know he didn't do anything with your nasty butt. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944, 769-241-1944. Phone line, 601-879-0002. When we come back, we're going to shift gears away from syphilis, 
And we got some bunch of topics today. Um, Jackson water debacle and black Democrats want to tear down the Statue of Liberty. We got it. We'll be right back. We got Sean York, Ron. We got Clay Edwards. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey, guys, I know you just heard that reliable rental equipment commercial, but uh, let me tell you, company like that, after the last couple of days of being stranded in your home, some of, you, some of you were without power, all that stuff. Reliable rental equipment should have been your go-to rental equipment spot for generators and anything else you can imagine to help make your life a little bit easier. You got some storm cleanup that you need done? Did um the ice get the best of you? You got some trees in the yard, all that stuff? Call Reliable Rental Equipment. Not only can they bring a rollback dumpster out, they can bring a crew out to do the cleanup for you. Trees down, Reliable Rental Equipment handles tree service as well. But, of course, they got you for all of your equipment rental. Um, my chimney guy came by the house, Sean, last week. Shout out to the chimney doctor, Samuel Adams. What a cool name, too, Samuel Adams. <laughs> I'm like, really? Did you, if you don't drink Samuel Adams beer, you're missing a great opportunity here. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, Sam Adams, the, the uh, chimney doctor, came by, and he said, man, he said, I, I'm glad you started talking about reliable rental equipment because I've been renting some stuff from them, and bring and you know they offer operators okay. for daily rate. Yeah. So he said, man, this has been way more affordable than having to pay a, a subcontractor. Huh. You know, like if you need a boon, a pick lift type thing to get up and work on chimneys or something. Yeah. And he said, man, they, they, they've been great for my business. That's and awesome. He said, and I wouldn't awesome. have heard about them if it wasn't for the Clay Edwards show. That's great. So yeah. I was like, heck yeah, make sure you tell them that. Yeah, yeah tell them that. <laughs> yes, but look, man, so whether you need a pick lift, boon lift, scissor lift, they got them all out there at Reliable Rental Equipment. Mini skid steers, excavators, generators, Taylor Outdoor Lighting Solutions, uh, that's diesel-powered lights, basically. I mean, I, they may offer some type of plug-in one as well, but they have the generator-powered, diesel-powered Taylor Lighting Solutions. So if you're outside, got to work overnight, got to get a little bit more daylight out of the darkness, Taylor Lighting Solutions has got you covered. They got you covered there at Reliable Rental, Reliable Rental Equipment. And again, they got it all from uh, zero-turn mowers to side-by-sides and four-wheelers. That's Reliable Rental Equipment, located right there on Meadowbrook Road at the corner of Meadowbrook and North State, just right there in Fondren. Easy to find, and uh, they will deliver, of course, uh, if you rent a piece of equipment, so you ain't like you got to bring a big trailer. I was actually talking to my buddy Johnny yesterday. He's got a big toolbox he's got to move, big massive toolbox. And he was like, man, I got to go buy Reliable Rental Equipment and get one of those those airdrop trailers. It just drops flat all the way to the ground and just push whatever up on without having to use a ramp. Anyway, they got all that there, too. Check them out. Reliable Rental Equipment, ms.com. All right, Sean, um, I, I can't believe you filthy Democrats want to tear down the Statue of Liberty. Let's, uh, and, and just poo-poo all over the 12 million legal immigrants that came through Ellis Island from 1892 to 1954. Just poo-poo all Is over. Just 12 million? That's that's the numbers. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that was. I thought it would have been more than that. I did too. I mean, I, I've actually done a little research on it the last couple months. Yeah. Because immigration has been like such a hot button issue. So over sixty years, yeah. roughly, twelve million legally documented came through. Through from eight. What years was it now? Eighteen ninety two to nineteen fifty four. 
Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I yeah. mean, especially at that time. Concern, you know, okay, wow. I did not know that. I thought it would have been way more than that. You know, and, and I guess well, because somebody had to come on over on boats. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a caravan yeah. type situation now. So you can only do, and there were only so many boats that were transatlantic yeah. at, that, at that time. That makes sense. Which I would yeah. like to, I would actually like to peel that onion back a little further and do some research on that. But the, the, red, the, the numbers uh, at Ellis Island are right at 12 million. I wonder so. what the numbers were from like 1850 to to the turn of the century, because you know there's a there was the Ireland potato famine at that time, which mm-hmm. that's when a lot of the Irish came over here, and then immediately we we're like, here's your uniform, go fight for your country, and you know send them down south. So I looked that up Google while you play it. Yeah. that. Yeah, that's all right. So I'm gonna play this. This is um freshman, uh, Florida Floridian Democrat. This uh, the. This guy may get the Florida Man, Florida Guy Award of the of the week here. Max Frost. Does that not sound like a Bond villain? Like this is <laughs> or a James Joyce character, or, or something it's, like it's, that. It's, it's like his good. it's like his his superpower is shooting frost out of his hands. <laughs> Max Max Frost. <laughs> like you just you got a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger in your head. Yeah, it's like, so Max Frost says that uh, since Republicans want border security, they should just tear down the whole. Statue of Liberty. I, I'm going to let him say it. This is about 30 seconds. Um, grab the steering wheel tightly because you may run off the road from the stupidity. To my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, let's be honest with immigrants who deserve better than what you're offering them. Don't welcome immigrants if you plan to reject them. If you keep pushing your bigoted HR2 bill, then also pass this bill. I've taken the liberty of drafting it for you. It removes... The Statue of Liberty, our largest symbol that tells people to come here. This is who you are, removing the fabric of America. So I want to know which Republican who supports and voted for H.R. 2 will introduce this bill. All right. So, man, Democrats love tearing down old statues. I mean, they just can't get over it. To my point, Sean, 12 million people registered came through Ellis Island. That's what the point of the Statue of Liberty is for. 1892 to 1954, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. Which is, yeah, when like, when did they put the statue? Late 19th century, something like that? Yeah. Around that I, time? Late late 19th century, I think so. I feel like I should know that, but... I think that's right. I think it's like around... Eight, oh, wait, it was for the 1876, right? The centennial? I think that was right, yeah, when they put it in. So, so but we can agree that around the Statue that of Liberty is a representation, as a physical representation of... Immigration in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least that's how I look yeah, at it. Like when I see it, that's what I think of of legal immigration in America. And I find it a bit ironic that here we are. We have another angry Democrat. Eighteen eighty six. I just pulled it up. Okay, so, good, good. Yeah. So we have another angry Democrat that is screaming about immigration, but they want to tear down the Statue of Liberty. In New York, one of the very cities, what do they call them, Sean? Sanctuary cities? Is that- in a sanctuary city that the mayor's madder than anybody in the country about immigration, he just he thought they could talk all that crap and they would never come to their doorstep. Now that they're coming to their doorstep, they're so mad they're ready to tear down the Statue of Liberty. Well, I think he was saying it kind of like a you know, telling the Republicans, if you want to do this, then we might as well tear it down, which I was telling you at the break, I think is a reference to the Emma Lazarus poem, you know, New Colossus, that's on the base of the Statue of Liberty. I think that's kind of what he's using there, you know. 
yeah. be, being a little, you know, like, like he's he's saying, "Yo, we might as well just tear it down." You know, he's just being. No, no, no. I know, but he he went on and drafted up the the law yeah. as well. I mean, so he, he he's serious. He he wants that Statue of Liberty gone, just like all the Confederate statues and everything else. Probably looks at it as a symbolism of racism. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I think he was just trying to, you know, I, th- I mean, he's making a, you know, political point. Like, if you guys want to do HR2, then we might as well just tear down the Statue of Liberty because the, you know, the poem at the base makes no sense. Let's see here. We got a text on the Guns and Gear text line. It says Corpus Christi, Houston, and NOLA were also huge immigration ports, bringing those immigration numbers up to what we would expect. That very valid point. I look at, um, so I just pulled this up from Library of Congress. From 1870 to 1900, there was another 12 million legal uh, immigrants. So 12 million to that 30-year period also. Okay. You know, that did seem a little low, but I was like, well, based on population numbers at that time. No, I mean, yours might be right. I'm just talking about, like, before. I was looking before that, before what you had said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, when when I think about immigrants coming into America to help. And, look, that's the thing that grinds my gears. I don't think anybody will sit here, not with a straight face being honest, can tell you that America – it wasn't a nation that was that immigrants were used to build. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, obviously, I don't get into the we're a nation of immigrants thing. No, we're, we're we're Americans, but we came over here. We we want we we want a war with the with the with the Native Americans. Then we want a war with England. Mm-hmm. Then we want a war with ourselves. You know, yeah. so. We're use Americans. A, use a lot of immigrants in that war too. You know, yeah. that's uh, that's all. You ever seen the movie Gangs of New York? Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. And you know, there's a scene in that when the guys are coming over from Ireland and they're getting off the boat and they're like, "Okay, want to be American? Sign here." And here's your Union uniform. All right, now get on the other boat and go fight for your country. You know, sending them <laughs> down south immediately when they get here. And they got bamboozled. Yeah, that sucks. If you like, you just got off the boat. You're like, "All right, now I'm going to Charleston. Great. Like, this is not cool." Let's see here, man. A couple more texts. John says there's a difference between immigrants and criminals. Absolutely. And that's the part, like, they don't allow any gray area in this matter. Mm-hmm. Like, if we don't, if if we're not 100% for these open borders, we're supposed to be 100% against immigration. Like, man, can we not just track the people? And, you know, talk about a different level of immigrant as well. The immigrants that came over, and I, I know this is a topic you and your family is probably rather sensitive to, you know, like mm-hmm. it came over, your dad came over here and built something. Yeah. And, you know, uh, built a fortune and businesses and a, a good life for his family, raised two great kids, you know, that are, that aren't a drain on the resources. They actually get into, the, give into the system. But there's so many great immigrants that came over here and built this country. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just find it wildly insulting when we get this this different level of immigrant that's coming over here doing the complete opposite, being a drain on resources. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and guess when your dad got here or going further back to the 1892 to 1954 and even, yep. even prior to that, prior to that, that those immigrants weren't handed an Obama phone, free insurance, and an EBT card. Yeah, I mean, I think um, yeah, and a, and a voucher to live somewhere. I, I've told you this before, and actually, I'll bring up Nikki Haley. She was talking about her parents, and I kind of identified with this, you know, being against her parents or against illegal immigration. You know, and I was thinking about my dad 
who's like the most adamantly against it. Like, like why does why did these people just get to sneak across the border? You know, when I had to do all these things, and that's kind of what she was talking about her parents. And I think if you grow up in an immigrant family that like you know went through the legal processes, how hard that was trying to build yourself up, you kind of have that viewpoint. So when she said that, I was like, yeah, I grew up like that too, hearing the same kind of things. Like this is just not the proper way to do it. You know, going like. Into, and I still like hear my dad and other friends of mine. They're you know the children of immigrants. They all have the same. You, you'll you'll hear it's a pretty consistent view of legal immigrants not being more anti illegal immigration than sure. even I think you know just Americans that are not immigrants. I, I think you see that Harvard because they actually had to go through the process. You know, I hear my dad describe it, which is not easy. Like to do all the things you got to do. To become a citizen, you become know, like, yeah, it's just, you know, like a long, I mean, I think he came here in 1968 and he didn't become a citizen until like 1980 or 1981. So it's a, it's not something that just is like, all right, you're a citizen, you know, you just, it doesn't work that way. So. You know, what, what we ought to do now is when, when they come across the border, give them, give them guns and throw them on another boat to these big cities to fight crime in New York, Chicago, Jackson. Well, All I know that. you. I know you and I disagree on this about the um, military thing, but I just, you know, I guess I'm looking. Remember, my dad was talking about when he came here to go to college. He was like, he tried to join the military, to, you know, even to go to Vietnam to get citizenship or something. I forget how the way it worked, but they wouldn't let him in. And he, he tells a story anyway. But the, um, I just, I don't think that's a, necessarily a bad idea if there are actual immigrants that want to earn their citizenship through military service. I, I know that you know there's Republicans that don't agree with that, but I think it's a, I actually think it's a pretty good idea. Well, I think you had to vet them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, absolutely. I'm not saying just let everybody yeah. that crosses the border illegally in, but like, I don't think it's a bad solution. Yeah, I, I'm not to a certain I'm, number. I'm not saying everybody. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm not a hundred percent against it because I think there's plenty of immigrants that come over here because they want to take part in the American dream. They're coming over here with a plan to work, not a not to be a freeloader. Yeah, I mean, just like the Irish, I was just giving not an to example. just be a Democrat voter. Like I was just giving like you know the Irish example, like they were like, here you go, all right, here's your uniform, here's your gun, go fight for your country, you know. And then like, if they lived in the Civil War, they you know were a citizen. I think that's why it worked. Yeah, all right, let's let's take a break real quick. Good topic here. Good topic. Uh, immigration ain't my strongest uh, point, but it's something I do like discussing, and uh, it's very complex. And I think we yeah. can all agree on that. We we, we do need to ha- allow immigrants into the country, but we the way we're doing it, it, it ain't working. If y'all got any thoughts on that, if you got an opinion, what should we do at the border? 601-879-0002. And I don't mean just immediately close it. I mean long-term, how should we handle the border? We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys. A1 Gear and Auto for all of your automotive repair needs, all of your ring and pinion Repair needs, they got you covered right there on Highway 49 South in Florence, Mississippi. Big white building, big red sign. If you're heading south on 49, they're right there on your right. Let Justin and his team get you back rolling today. And I say it all the time, but it's worth mentioning in case we got some new listeners, which I know we do because we're the fastest growing show in the area. They're going to diagnose the problem right the first time. The owner of the business himself, Justin, Drives the vehicles, diagnoses the problem. Well, he drives them if they don't come in inoperable, inoperable. And he diagnoses the problem himself. They confirm that's what's wrong with it. Then they fix it. So you're not stuck like a dog chasing its tail, trying to fix one problem to have to fix another to have to fix another. 
they get you covered right the first time at A1 Gear and Auto. And, of course, they're the leader in ring and pinion. That's your rear end, your transfer case, all that stuff. I'm sure you guys have been giving your trucks and Jeeps hell this hunting season using the four-wheel drive. Maybe you tore some stuff up over the weekend or over the last couple of days, pulling, pulling people out of ditches that slid off the road. Get over there. Let them check out your uh, your transfer case, your four-wheel drive, and if you have any problems, let them get it taken care of. That's A1 Gear and Auto. And, Sean, it's like Beetlejuice. We said his name three times oh. off air, and here is Jerry. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> what did you say, opinionated three times? I didn't hear you call my name. <laughs> well, when uh, we, were, uh, we were talking about oh. you off air, I said – I said, I just know. I, I can't believe Jerry ain't called yet. And then you sent a text. Man, and then, I called all day yesterday, but nobody answered the phone. <laughs> man, we had some some technical difficulties beyond I'm our control. Yeah, I figured as much, man. That tower goes down or something. You get poor Matt's up there for grappling hook, trying to climb up wherever uh, the tower is, hey, trying look, to make it work. I, him going out there and doing that made me feel yep. uh, way less than I. I was like, I felt like a hero getting up and. Dealing with the treacherous roads to get here, and here's Matt dealing with the roads and climbing a tower. I'm like, ah, no, I'm just still on no, the glory. Well, hey, look, y'all were talking about immigration. Look, everybody has a kind heart for the world, but the difference between now and when we had an immigration with the uh, Statue of Liberty is what I just sent you. We did legal immigration. You came here. It was not a uh, uh, a call to out to the world to come and get free stuff. You know, God bless Sean's dad who came here, but he wasn't immediately put on welfare. He wasn't immediately put on the system that Sean wants, this Medicare for all, and bankrupts the entire system. You're bringing in people who have a fourth grade, at best, education. They're illiterate. And what do you have to do when you do that? If you put them in the military, you got to get an instructor because they're not going to speak the English language. You had to learn English, Sean. Did your dad speak English when he came here? Yeah, he did. He did? Okay. The ones who came that you're talking about, the gangs in New York, they learned English because they wanted to assimilate. Go to any country now or state or city and see what comes in, and they are basically little Havana, little Mexico, whatever. They do not speak the language. They don't care. They Jerry, hold, hold, hold that thought for one second. Somebody actually texted a minute ago. To your point, there's a town yeah. called Bel Air, I think, in Texas. Mm-hmm. And yep. our community named Bel Air, and half the street signs are in all the street signs are either in Spanish or Asian. They they got everything yep. up there. And when you have a kid now, because of a you know the wonderful liberal Supreme Court has ruled, you have to educate everybody who comes here on tax dollars, property taxes, by the way, and Jacks or anywhere else. So if they do not speak English, you are required to get them an instructor of their language. How stupid is that? So you will have, and, and guess what? The public schools love it in the enclaves of, you know, liberalism because guess what? They are now children of special needs. And guess what that means? More federal money. Dude, we're broke. And so if you want to bring in the world, you're going to get what you want. Now, though you love Medicare and pro-choice, can I have a choice? Can we be pro-choice? And pro-choice would be closing our borders. Yes, I'm for closing even legal immigration until we get a hold on this. Because you have what I just sent you was what's happened at Dulles and, and uh, Washington, D.C. airports, that there have been outbreaks of measles and mumps from, quote, foreign travelers. Where do you think that's from? 
I'm just wild guess there, right? Yeah, of, of, from I mean, uh, from our southern border. You see them coming through. And by the way, when you get on a plane next week, what do you have to show? You have to identify who you are. They're giving them a ticket and running them through TSA lines with no identification at the border. And you see what happens in in uh, sanctuary cities that have the liberal policies that Sean and everybody else, they all let them in, they're downtrodden. Well, they're going broke because they promised them free housing. They're having to give it to them because that's their promise because they didn't know that, uh, that what, 20,000 would show up in New York and they're bankrupt. What do you think Texas is going through? Oklahoma, Mississippi. You know, I spoke to a friend of mine, so I don't see that much of it. <laughs> Go out to the soccer fields in any community. There will be signs when it's muddy. It says soccer fields closed. Guess who doesn't read that and who doesn't care? The immigrants. They're out there playing soccer and taking I mean, you and I will get arrested by the Rankin County police or get a ticket, but nothing happens to them. So, I, I, look, we're, if we don't have a border, it'd be like, oh, wait, you already experienced this, Sean, right? You didn't have a lock on your door. Why did you kick that poor guy out? He was just wanting a place to stay. It was my dog that kicked him out, Jerry. Let's get that right. You know, my dog kicked him. But that's why. But but he he could come back technically and sue you. He ain't come back now. I can tell you, there's a lot of barricades on the door. Just oh my God, you're heartless. I cannot believe you. He might show up with a. But anyway, that's why we can't. If you have open borders, you cannot have a welfare system, and that's what we have. That is the magnet. There's a place in Maine that is building apartments for illegal immigrants, two years free rent. Okay, I, would you know anybody that'd like two years free rent? <coughs> the guy that broke in my house probably would like it a lot. I would Me, I like well, it. He, he would have got it if you wouldn't have that attack dog, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. You can, but I, but I'm just saying we can't have open borders in a welfare system. And going to your point about the military service, we already have that. You serve in your country, like in Bolivia or somewhere, for the United States for four years. You speak English. You don't get arrested, and you can apply for citizenship then. You don't come in here, give them a gun, and say, oh, you, we did back in the Civil War, but they spoke English. And they sent them to basically a front line as cannon fodder. So if we're going to do that, let's send them to the Ukraine. I'm fine with that. Just load them up, and we're going to... We're going to do it or send them wherever we got a, we're going to have a hot war soon somewhere. But it's just, we're, we cannot have a country and have no borders. If you don't have borders, you don't have a country. Am I wrong about saying that? No, not at all. Well, look, since Beatles say, <laughs> I must have heard the Beatles juice. <laughs> but <laughs> I right. appreciate you. I appreciate it, Jerry. Have a good one, brother. All right. Yeah, you know, and to Jerry's point about closing the border down, that's, that's what they're going to push people to mm-hmm. when you, when you have this policy down there that allows just wide open, no, no checks and balances. You're going to have that. And what happens is we talk about the pendulum swinging back the other way a lot. Yeah. When the pendulum swings back, it's, it's going to be quick and swift and there's going to be a bunch of re from these left-wing nut jobs. Well, I think, you know, like we've said this on here before. I think this is, I always equate this to the abortion issue. You know, where I always say the Republicans caught the car with the abortion issue. This is where the Democrats caught the car on this issue. Now, because this is like starting to, before, you know, the only people that were paying attention to the border were people on the right. Now, the entire country's paying attention because the Democrats are like, oh, we're just, we're cool with all this open borders. And now that's in New York and everybody's like, 
we got a crisis and what do we do? So it's kind of the same kind of thing. I feel like I feel like they've the left caught the car on that issue where the like the right caught the car on the well. That, issue. If it's not that I don't agree with your analysis there, but if they really regretted it, they would shut up and quit fighting us on it. Yeah, I mean, right. And now like, it's well, I let think, us look like the bad guy. And oh, the evil Republicans closed the border. I, I well, yeah. I mean, I think well, actually, now though, I don't think anybody's. If you do that, it's looking like the bad guy, considering the crisis level that it is. But you, I do. Sean, you, you got you got black Democrats threatening to tear down the Statue of Liberty if we, because well, we're going to close the border. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously you know he's being flippant about it. But the, the the if you look at okay, the Senate right now is working on a compromise, both Republicans and Democrats, to do something. I think both of them have said we've got to do something on this issue. So. They're working. I mean, I don't know that anything's going to come from it, but they're they are before now they're actually tackling the issue where for years nobody paid attention to it, and I think that has to do a lot with now. Like what I'm saying with my analogy is that you know the Democrats caught the car on this right. issue. It's forefront in front of the American public, which it wasn't. As Donald much Trump before. paid attention to it. Well, yeah, he did, but I'm just talking. That's what I'm saying. Like on the right, that was an issue that was important to the right for many years, whereas the entire country was not looking at the issue as much as the right was. Yeah. Now everybody's looking at it. You know, so, I think I think we'll be able to look back, and I know there's a lot of things to say about Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis that we don't care for, mm-hmm. but I think we'll be able to look back and them loading those immigrants up and sending them to blue cities was a pivot point in this battle. It, well, I agree with okay, they were 100 percent on that and, point, and, but Mar- and Martha's they, Vineyard even better. Now they were playing politics when they did it, right? Sure. It was a political stunt when they did it. So I'll say that first way to put it. But the result of it is like what you're saying. Was like now this issue everybody's seeing it, so it worked from that regard. What they did initially did as a stunt turned into like, hey, look, there's a real issue here. Which you know, especially I'm not DeSantis, I don't get it as much, but with Abbott, I do. You know, Abbott, like it was unfair for those Texas border towns to absorb the, the brunt of this. Yeah. I mean, he had he has a point there. Well, no, it's fair know? for DeSantis too because somebody's loading them up on buses and sending them sending them to Florida. The Democrats are loading these immigrants up on buses and sending them to blue states where they're getting pissed off is that I'm sorry, they're sending them to red states to try to turn them blue, especially certain counties in these areas. And now they're mad that they're again Democrat voters are going to already high capacity democrat areas and it doesn't do them it doesn't do them any good from political uh whatnot i I, political strategy what what i'm saying is like i think abbott had he has a state with the border with texas you know whereas desantis didn't and that's that that's my point where abbott actually had a real concern with the border towns getting overwhelmed and that kind of thing where i think desantis turned it more into it was his own political stunt which is Kind of par for the course with him and kind of seeing the way his campaign's gone because of that. So. Right. I don't think immigration is why his campaign. Failed. Well, there's a lot of issues why. But, I mean, I'm not saying it's the number one, but it, he's got a lot of reasons why his campaign. I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it stands on immigration it had anything to do with his failures. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show. Guys, we've got about two minutes here. We're just going to shoot the breeze for a second. When we come back, we're going to pull it back local because God knows we could do this immigration thing. Could go for 37 shows unabated. But again, Democrats love tearing down statues, so they're trying to tear down the Statue of Liberty. That, at the end of the day, that's what's going on there. Let's see. Uh, Sean and I had a great conversation off air about uh, Disney's impact on Florida. I think that would, we're going to do it today. But I think that's definitely a topic. Yeah. Sean, Sean thinks that that 
Florida needs Disney more than Disney needs Florida. And I tend to disagree. I think Florida is a very welcoming state that any major corporation would love to build a theme park in if Disney decided to leave. So we can talk about that another day. A couple text messages here real quick. If we got time. Unknown texture. I know. Uh, all right, sorry. Just a little too long there. I'll have to get back to them. Uh, Anna says, correction, it's 22,000 children just got dumped into the New York City school system. They have no idea how to educate them. That sanctuary city is now broke as a joke. It's causing resentment with the American people, not sympathetic to them. Yeah, That's another thing about this, too, man. These kids getting dumped into the school systems is, is absolutely overwhelming. The, the system. And, I, and, hey, look, I love seeing it happen to these people that voted for it. There's, what did they say? Uh, elections have consequences, guys. And uh, you're figuring it out firsthand. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. We'll be right back. Got a whole another hour to go. Welcome back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. I'm joined here in the studios by Mr. Sean Yurtkaran. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends down at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center right there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Guys, the year has come. The year has gone. Did you donate a vehicle to Mercy House? challenge my friend chad that just texted the show on the guns and gear text line did in fact donate a vehicle to mercy house teen challenge so shout out to chad for being a good good human and you can do the same thing if you got a vehicle uh, business owners if you got a fleet of vehicles that you are looking to sell don't deal with all the craigslist crazies and marketplace maniacs get that tax write-off by donating your vehicle to mercy house teen challenge running or not as long as you got a clear title, they'll come and pick it up out out of your driveway for you. They'll haul it off, and boom, you get the tax write-off. You can't beat that. All right, maybe you're in the market for a vehicle, not donating one. Of course, at the end of the day, it is an automotive dealership as well. Get down there and see them. They have vehicles. Spe- uh, they specialize in vehicles in that ten to twenty thousand dollar price range. They have lenders to help out with every credit situation. So get down there, check them out, mercyhouseautocenter.com, mercyhouseautocenter.com. And the great things is this all helps go to fund the Teen Challenge uh, Drug Rehabilitation Center. And it's a, the name Teen Challenge is a little misleading because they've grown into so much more than that. Um, adults go there, too, to help them put fathers back in homes and beat addiction and get folks back in with their families. It's a great deal, great deal. They're doing God's work down there. So check them out, mercyhouseautocenter.com. Sean, let's one diversion real quick before we get into the Jackson stuff. I'm going to take a phone call real quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to have your mic off. Right. Hey, you're on there. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. This fact checker. Y'all, facts was kind of off on the immigration. But uh, about the time 1922 came along, there was 20 to 22 million Europeans that came and migrated. Out of that, Nikki Haley family, the Santa family, and the Trump family were the, uh, the product of immigrants. What I'm trying to say is, here is, uh, I think y'all co- uh, was counting slaves, I, I, because the numbers are way off here. Uh, but the thing is, y'all need to really, when y'all calling out people, 
I, I check your background. Matter of fact, I'm waiting on your family background to come back because y'all so interested in me. Not to have me investigated day and night. I don't know why. But anyway. Uh, International man of mystery. Uh, started a village over in Brazil, and they killed millions of people. It's called the Santaville to this day. So a person like that, to me, is inherently evil because when you start calling these people names out, that's why Don, Ron, uh, Mr. Trump called him the Santamonious because he probably knows his family history. They have murdered uh, hundreds and thousands of uh, indigenous Brazilians. If you think I'm lying, and I'm finna look up Nikki Haley because she says she's an Indian. Then yesterday they said she's an Indian from the Far East. I ain't never seen an Indian that pale because I don't know. She she doesn't even have a suntan. So I don't know. And, and she looks like she's delusional and on drugs and runs. That just looks like he's wet all the time, like he's smoking meth. So we got to pick our leaders more uh, careful. I tend to agree with you about the Nikki Haley thing, for sure. She she, she does yeah, look lost. I got some I mean, video of her she, here. She's a Native American Indian. Then yesterday they said she's a, immigrated from India. She doesn't look like an Indian mean. I don't know. I mean, maybe your family was a British royalty and they had some Indian slaves over there because I'm confused, Miss Haley. And Miss Haley is delusional. She maybe her family owned a gas station. Candidate. But anyway, Trump and blacks for Trump's going to put him over the top. They're extremely mad. And Mr. Trump, word is you're going to have to give us something because a lot of us ready to get the hell out of here. The, the ship is on fire. And we don't need a water. Other people say let it burn because we need to be given our due profits. And it's a biblical thing, Mr. Clay Edwards. It's a biblical thing. So if you don't do what the Bible says do, America will suffer all these calamities, one after another. In Mississippi, you next. Thank you. Y'all have a good morning. Thank you. I think uh, I think the calamity thing is right. We've suffered four years of Joe Biden, and this has been one thing after another. Uh, always Master D there. I saw... He did make a comment. I said that you weren't counting slaves in the numbers. Well, what the number of, of, of immigrants? So the number, the Ellis Island thing was created right when they did the statue, and then yeah. that became the port that they sent yeah. immigrants through. So that number only includes the immigrants that came through Ellis Island. Well, yeah, I mean, also, we... Uh, As once it became the official... Right. Um, no, you're right. It, it, yeah, the port there of immigration. There was plenty of immigration prior to that and post that. Yeah, that I was mean... Just like, when it was used as the, as the immigration funnel, basically the border... Well, what was my point was we stopped... Like, there was a... We banned importing slaves back in like 1807. There was an act that banned that. So we weren't even a like hundred years before that. We'd stopped. I mean, of course, there was a legal slave trade. Of course, but, I want to say this, and I want to make right. sure I'm not being rude. Uh, I'm not trying to make a, a little snide joke. Uh, we went from banning them to just breeding them. Right. That, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what happened. I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. And then there was a legal slave trade that yeah. happened too. So I mean, there was they were still coming in illegally. But we had banned the practice in eight, around 1807, 1808. So, yeah. I mean, so like, yeah. I mean, so we had, yeah, there was a ban on the international slave trade. And uh, so that wouldn't have, you know, what you were talking about was like 100 years later. And he was talking about, and I was like, wait a second, we weren't, we had had banned that 100 years before, even before, you know, but well before the Civil War. Like, let's, uh, but I I want to separate these two topics in this this segment here. I I don't want to shift to Jackson Water. Let's take a break now. All right. And we're going to come back. Jackson Water is up to some shenanigans, y'all. 
some very interesting stuff going on. Uh, Sean lives in Jackson, as you know. He's got his water bill here. And uh, he's got some interesting stuff to talk about. Could there be some lawsuits on the horizon? Maybe. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, where if you can't brown, brown unless you can frown, brown unless you can frown. You know what that means, Sean? What is it? Well, brown is breaking rules when necessary. Frown is following rules when necessary. Brown unless you have to frown. Brown unless, okay. Yeah, Clay, <laughs> Clay Travis has that DBAP unless you got an SBAP. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And I, I don't know why I was listening to it the other day, and I said, I kind of have my own version of that. I was like, because he has very much influenced a lot of my marketing and stuff. And I, I love what he does at OutKick, and I have been a Clay Travis fan for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does D-BAP unless you got an S-BAP. <laughs> and I said, well, hold on, Brown, unless you have to frown. Now, I can't even repeat what his D-BAP and S-BAP means. Yeah. But – Brown is breaking rules when necessary, and frown is uh, following rules when necessary. Sometimes you got to follow the rules. Sometimes you got to follow the Sometimes. rules. Sometimes. Uh, real quick, lunch today, Martin's, downtown Jackson. Get over there, check them out. Blue Plate special every day, Monday through Friday, right there at their new patio. And it's warm enough outside to get back on the patio. Man, it uh, had a couple of days that were touch and go there for a while but get over there enjoy martin's uh again i'm gonna recommend the country fried steak till i'm blue in the face but i d- did have the prime rib the other day for lunch it is their special this month they have prime rib at lunch fred shanks and i went over there and tore that thing up like a tornado through a trailer park man i can't recommend it anymore um i still think i'll get the country fried steak next time i go back i felt like i was cheating on my girlfriend <laughs> by eating uh something other than the country fried steak but they're they have a steak euro there that's really good you can't go wrong with the burgers friday night is ribeye steak night if they can do if, if their ribeye steaks have as good as their prime rib you are in for something they are missing a better opportunity to market themselves as the best steakhouse in jackson hey how can one place be so good at everything i don't know but they do a great job <clears> there. that i don't know it is it's the best bar in jackson best I've bar in jackson by uh, look, far. their full menu is available for delivery check out martin's downtown jxn dot com or just get over there and see them open daily 11 a.m to 2 a.m seven days a week right there at martin's and uh sean told me that uh if you get there before 11 they're not going to turn you away before 11 in the morning yeah oh yeah no i think the bar it, is open uh, yeah i think it's open at yeah 10 10 i think about 10 do they give, how do i know wait do they I, give yeah, out I know that <laughs> do, do they give out the 12th step coins there you know, they used to have the names. I mean, the thirteenth step. Sorry, people on the. They had an old bar there where they had the names of the people that used to hang out there that died. You know, old bull. Yeah, there'd be. And I used to tell Joseph, I was like, man, look, I just want one of these plaques, but they covered it up now because they got the new bar. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like, put one under there for me when, when yeah. the time comes. Man, my my friend Lindy Mosley, her grandfather Bull, and I can't remember his, his last name. It wasn't Mosley. He was one of my dad's really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um. He was one of those legendary old guys that was at the bar every afternoon with a cigar and smoking yeah. and, and just all that OG crew when you think about 80s, 90s Martins. Sure. <laughs> OG guys. He, he he was one of them, man. Me and my dad used to go meet him there every now and then when I was a kid. That place got a lot of memories for me uh, for the last 30 years. I rode out Katrina in Martins drinking. 
<laughs> me and my dad, we got riding around and the road got a little too bad. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is what they mean by a category one. Right. <laughs> so I don't want to be on the road. So we ended up going to Martin's you and st- rode it out in there. You stayed there the whole time? For, for, until the worst part kind of, until the eye got over us or whatever, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's we hung out. All right. Sean, speaking of Jackson, Jackson Water. Actually, just got a breaking news update yeah, from WOBT about Jackson Water. 12,000 Jackson Water customers under a boil water notice. Uh, you can check to see if your zip code is impacted. Uh, I don't know how. I guess go to WOBT.com and or Jackson, JXNWater.com and put your zip code in. I just always assume I'm under a boil water notice in Jackson. Just use a filter, drink bottled water. I've got the uh, those whole house filter, that reverse osmosis system. Yeah. You know, so I have to change those out like every six months, and that's not going to stop no matter what. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it don't matter where you live. That's what you should be doing. All right, Sean, so there's some drama going on with Jackson Water. Here's the headline from WLBT. Jackson Water, pipe breaks and a deliberate misinformation cause issues for many. So the dangerously cold temps and a deliberate misinformation campaign on social media are causing water issues across the capital city, says Jackson Water. In a press release Thursday morning, uh, Jackson Water says they saw significant pipe breaks during the day, Wednesday, because of thawing, which we mm. everybody expects that. It yeah. is what it is. So a, and the frozen ground causing the ground to expand, putting pressure on buried pipes. Again, if you didn't expect pipes to bust, you ain't even paying attention. Uh, continuing. The extended deep freeze and record temps were a challenge, according to Jackson Water leadership. Quote, by late Wednesday afternoon, the water demand, blah, 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 blah. We all know that water pipes bust. I want to get to the drama part. And let's see here. Jackson Water began isolated pressure tests Wednesday. Da, 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 people acted like, okay, here we go. The issues, they say, became more widespread overnight as a result of what Jackson believes was a deliberate misinformation campaign on social media, I'm assuming by the Lumumba uh, and the Free the Land bunch uh, on social media that claimed Jackson Water was going to shut the water plants off at some point late Wednesday night and encourage people to prepare by filling up bathtubs and jugs. I did, in fact, tell people to fill up their bathtubs because I have lived through this disaster before, and if your bathtub is filled up, you can use that water to help flush your toilets because mm-hmm. nobody wants their house to smell like poo-poo-poo no. for a couple of days. Uh, continuing, people acted on social media People acted on that social media post by filling their tubs, press released by Jackson Water stated. This caused demand to spike up beyond a level Jackson Water could support given the significant demand during the day yesterday. John, do you think I caused that by telling people? Maybe you did. (laughs) I was actually trying to be. or something? I was trying to be, yeah. I was trying to be helpful, not not hurtful. I think, I mean, what's. What's wrong with saying? I mean, that's what we usually do when it gets like this. You yeah, like fill your bathtub up so you can. I mean, I filled my bathtub. I didn't. I didn't hear you say it. I just that's what I when it, when it gets cold. That's what I do. Well, it's kind of like when you live. When I used to live in Miami as a kid, fill the bathtub up and a hurricane may come. Yeah, you know, that's just yeah. All right, uh, continuing here, and we're gonna put a bow on it. And I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, it says Jackson Water said that the treatment plants operated continuously through the night, yet have not been able to recover the water lost. Wednesday, and I can go on and on. I'm not going to read the whole thing to y'all, but Sean, you, I guess this is kind of shifting gears. Did you have any water problems? No, I didn't have any at all. So you didn't have any, okay, that's good. And you use yeah. your filter, good, good stuff, because that's a massive upgrade. Yeah. For what has happened the last couple of years when it got a, below freezing. I've been really lucky at my house over the years. There was a, I mean, they had to replace the, 
main pipe on the street at one point, which took them years. But um, my house, I've got PEX piping, you know, underneath the mm-hmm. house, so I still drip, but it's not as much a concern that those are going to bust as like normal pipes. Yeah, so. my parents are out there on what I call South South Jackson, the mm-hmm. Forest Hill Road area, and they they because of the distance from the water plant to out there and the fact that it actually has to go up some elevation mm-hmm. to get there, it's always the first one to lose power. I mean, the first one to lose water and the last one to get it on. Ah, okay. And they did not lose water. All right. Well, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, so, so improvements have been – it's amazing when you when you start running something competently mm-hmm. and you have the right amount of people at the plant and you have the right equipment operating at the plant and you don't just pretend it's not a problem Things and, can uh, be done. And, right. you know, basically, oh, orange man bad when the water quits working. Yeah, that's, that's basically Chakwe's way of blaming it on Republicans. Orange man bad. Um, anyway. <laughs> All right. Fast forwarding. Yeah. I can get down. I don't want to go down the Chakwe rabbit hole. <laughs> fast, fast forwarding. You, you've got an issue with Jackson Waters billing and the fact they're running commercials and some other stuff. Set it up and explain to people what's going on. Yeah. They've, um, and I'm sure people have seen this on the news, they've talked about they're going to raise rates for most people most customers unless you're on i think snap benefits and that goes in the commercial i've been hearing lately or it goes into effect at the end of this month well um my concern was it was that we're still getting estimated bills at least i am and i know most people around me are and i've i bought my house in 2016 and i've only got an estimated bill okay. since that time explain how that works i understand what an estimate mm-hmm. is but explain how that works on the bill my understanding is that they um they're it's you know they're not reading your meter they're just estimating what the average usage would be as far as i know i don't know where they surely they're pulling a number from somewhere is it previous billing cycles that i'm not sure i I don't know somebody told me that once that it may be that they've had your you know bills from years prior but i mean i can't imagine jackson sophisticated enough previously to have been doing an average of that maybe they did they couldn't even take your payment yeah i mean that's what i'm thinking i'm i think i make somebody else told me well I think it's they're taking what the average water usage would be for a family of four. Like, you know, that that's what they're using. That, that's what somebody – I don't know. So I don't know exactly the formula they're using to get your estimate. I'm not sure about that. But it is an estimate. It's not, you know, a real number. And so what they allot you is 300 cubic feet a month. And then if you go over that, you get assessed what's called a service fee surcharge for going over 300 cubic feet. And that surcharge is like 12 bucks extra. Well, you're like you're thinking, okay, no big deal, it's twelve bucks. But then you start realizing, like, wait a second, now that they got the water system fixed and they got a you know more competent crew running it, I'm still getting this service charge every month for going over an estimated bill that they gave me. So they give me an estimated bill, and then they charge me for going over that estimate. So I mean, because they don't know what I'm using, but I'm getting charged for going over what your allotted usage, which is 300 cubic feet. So they say like last month I went 384. So I called them and I said, hey. This is what's going on. I'm still getting an estimated bill, and then you guys are charging me this surcharge for going over the cubic feet based upon an estimate. And I said, that seems a little messed up. And they were like, well, sir, we um, we do that for every house that's on old, got an old meter and has an estimated read. I was like, so you automatically assess a surcharge based on an estimated read? And they're like, yes. I'm like, well, how do I get this taken off? Because you don't know what I'm using. I mean, this doesn't seem fair to me. And uh, they're like, well, you can put a request, but we never grant the request. I was like, well, I'm going to put it in, even though you're going to deny, which they did, of course. So that's what that's what they've uh, done. So they're now they're so they're assessing every house that if you get in Jackson, you get an estimated read. You notice you're also getting this surcharge for going over the 300 cubic feet. 
and they don't know, you know, what you're using, but they're just going to give you this surcharge anyway, as a matter of course, what they're doing. I mean, it's a money collecting scheme, pretty much, is what yeah. it is. And, um, well, I mean, this is kind of what, not to interrupt, but this is kind of payback for people who ain't paid their water bills. They're, they're overreaching. Trying to play catch up is what it feels like. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's just, and we're all, you know, and I just had never really paid attention to it. I was just happy, to be honest with you, last few years I was happy I was getting a bill. And because I used to just send them money anyway, just to, you know, cover what it would have been. Have you, have you been keeping up? Is your bill higher now than it was, say, three years ago? Yeah, it is higher. Like it substantially? Is, or? It used to be around, you know, 53 to $60 a month. Now it's about 84 average. Yeah. It's gone up. I mean, hey, look, and, it's not the point. I mean, you can sustain a twenty, thirty dollar yeah, pay that, hike, but it's a, it's like show me how or why, or just just tell people, hey guys, this got really screwed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know the legalities here. I'm sure there's a reason why they're doing it like they are, but it would just feel like to me it would make more sense. Guys, we screwed up. A lot of you didn't pay your water bill. A lot of you ain't gonna pay your water bill. We got to get the situation rectified. It's gonna cost a little bit more money. Uh, would you rather have consistent good water or continue down the road we were going down? And I think most people would say, well, this is Hines County we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Let's just pretend that only the people who aren't on EBT and that go to work and pay their water bills had to say so in this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they would all mostly say, yeah, good. I got to have a bath every day. I've got to be able to do my life. I've got kids. We got to have water. I will gladly pay double what I was previously paying mm-hmm. to know that I have my water when I need it. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. I think that's what I would. I mean, if they just told it like that, but yeah. what, what my issue is that like, you know, you're, you're estimating what my usage is and then you're saying I'm going over what you're allotted based on an estimate. So you don't even know what I'm using. And then you're charging me for going over what you don't even know I'm using. And then you're not going to take it off. And I'm a, you know, I'm a single person that lives in a house. I'm not using that much water. I don't, I've never watered my yard. I got monkey grass. I don't water it. And so, I mean, I, I'm like, you know, there's nothing that I can do with that anyway. So I'm getting charged this fee, you know, based upon what you don't even know what I'm using. Like, but you're saying I'm going over that. And I'm has like, your, that's, and that's, that's, that bothers me. Has your grass ever attacked you? <laughs> like the zookeeper, right? <laughs> you know, I keep, no. So, Sean, you know what you're doing over there? Huh. Is you're just repeating all the benefits of being a Democrat. What? I mean, you know, the, the water situation, they're trying to hustle you for more money. You know, like, and none of this stuff happens in the Republican controlled areas around the state. It, it doesn't. There's mm-hmm. no, I mean, there's no magical surcharges or actually, estimations know, or any of that. We know they can actually track our water usage. I was talking um, to a guy that ran a water engineering firm about a year ago about all of these issues. And he told me, and you might be surprised about this, you know what the, he said the best, he, he manages water systems all around the state. He said the best run water system was City of Natchez. Yeah. So the City of Natchez was actually the best run managed system in the entire state of Mississippi. Well, okay. And, and I, I have no problem understanding that. Here's the deal. It's a profit center. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you know, you know, people always say, you know, folks in Jackson love to use the phrase, don't be counting my money. Stat, don't 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 mess don't be playing with my money. The city of Jackson played with its own money. Yeah, it, it certainly did. You know, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, they played with their own money, and and they screwed it up to the point of now they don't have that money. Yeah, and, and you know, Natchez, say what you will about you know some of the crime down there. I don't know. I don't know all the politicians. I'm sure it's a bunch of Democrats down there based on the demographics. Mm-hmm. But Vicksburg as well. Um. 
these these are cities that I don't like a lot of the stuff they do. Neither here nor there. I can definitely understand why somebody who understands the importance of not screwing up this stream of income. Yeah. I mean, which basically you would think would be anybody. To me, this should not have anything to do with politics. No, it's money. I mean, it's it, it's pure it's, profit, it's, like you just it's, said. It's profit. profit, and you got you pay so many bills for the city mm-hmm. based on that profit center. Yep. I mean, it's easy to understand why Jackson doesn't have anything right now. And what really angers me, I'd never want to sound like I'm pro-shutting things down. I am not. I I wish the zoo was profitable and stayed there and was a great draw for the city. Mm. It's none of those things. And it's money being used when we can't even keep, when I say we, I just refer to Jackson, when we can't even keep our water properly running so badly so that the federal government had to come in and just take it from you. Yeah, I mean, if this if Jackson was ran by Republicans and this happened, there would be civil right violation lawsuits. Hmm, that's an interesting point. You know, yeah, I mean, there would I think there would have been kind of a there kind of would have been an uproar or different. Like I could I could see I could see what I see what you're getting out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Just yeah. like the double standard, mm-hmm. the, there would be civil rights lawsuits, and I, frankly, I, I'm surprised there there isn't right now. Over the Jackson water, I do remember some people talking about suing. I mean, isn't the isn't access to water a civil right? You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's. A, is it a, Could you make that argument? I'm just trying to think that in my head here. I mean, you know, I think you definitely. I, I've argued this before. So when you when you go down to the water department and you contract for water service, I mean, you're making a contract. Yeah. So if they don't provide you with drinking water you know like they shut it down like did we owe a bill that month or did but they still billed us yeah i I I feel like you absolutely don't don't owe a bill if i didn't get a if i didn't get something and then another thing i thought about during that whole time was if my at&t cell phone quits working for a month a week they prorate that yeah my bill exactly and that's what kind of we remember the in the neighborhood we were all arguing about that at the time and then also another thing so like let's say the city just can't operate a water system and it's shut down there's no water to any house that's i mean obviously that destroys your your house is worthless at that point there's no water so what do you have a do you have a claim against the city for that because you just lost all of your property value because they can't service it with water i would say yes let's let's take a call real quick well we lost them caller i apologize um let's take a break this is the Clay Edwards Show. If you want to call in, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. That segment was brought to you by Men's Health of Mississippi. Get out there today. Get your testosterone levels checked for free. Menshealthms.com. That's Men's Health of Mississippi. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment brought to you by our new friends over at Advanced Tree Care. They are Central Mississippi's licensed tree surgeons. They will go out on a limb for you at Advanced Tree Care. Guys, phone number is super easy to remember. 601-455-TREE. Y'all can remember that. 601-455-TREE. Whether you need, let me tell you real quick. Um, again, you know me, I do things so professionally. I never have the scripts in front of me. <laughs> anyway, hey, look, man, 
Um, 40 years of experience in the business, licensed, bonded, fully insured. They, pro- they specialize in proper pruning and trimming. They're open 24-7, 365 days. They offer tree removal, tree pruning, tree cabling, brush and debris haul off, as well as stump grinding, lot clearing, and storm work cleanup. We are known for taking down the trees others walk away from. We go out on a limb for you. And I will get better at that live read. It's a new one for me. But look, you guys, we got we we want to welcome them to the to the party here on the Clay Edwards Show in WYAB. That's advanced tree care. And I'm guessing some of y'all need some uh tree care services done after the storm. Yeah. Easy phone number, 601-455-TREE. T R E E. Sean, let's read a couple texts on the Guns and Gear right. text line real quick. Um that, well, did you find out something on this? No, I'm just trying. I just pulled up the public service commission rules. I'm kind of going through it real quick. You know? Okay. Well, we got some cool. Uh, you just never know who's listening here. I love that we have uh, people who are invested into Jackson that listen to the show. It says, um, "Unknown texture." I own an apartment building in Bellhaven, mm-hmm. trying to get water turned on and off, on or off, and transferred to a tenant is such a freaking chore. They say one thing, then don't follow up and do it. You know, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you heard. I'm gonna, uh, yeah. I mean, I wonder, are they doing that now? I guess, oh, yeah, even that, now, is it that's, now? That's from Dread, too. So, shout out to Dread. I mm-hmm. didn't know who that is. First time he's actually texting the show. Yeah, oh, I bet it's a nightmare getting yeah. uh, services cut on and off. And look, the Jackson Water, when I say Jackson Water, I'm referring to Inc. Incorporated, mm-hmm. the company that is now handling the water. Even with the billing issue, like what you're dealing with, yeah, and it's not that's not really a billing issue as much as a questionable charges yeah i mean at least you're getting a bill and they've they've decided right. on an amount that you owe I, I, sadly uh with the ceiling being as low as it is that that's an upgrade yeah it, it, yeah that's because there was a long time there you know over the years i've been there almost eight years now where i wouldn't get a bill the one thing i would say if you're going to estimate someone's bill i wouldn't charge them the overage based on an estimate you know i would just charge them your estimated bill 100 and not, and not say hey you went over what we estimated like that just seems ridiculous to me like why you're, you're so i went over what you estimated i mean that that doesn't even make any sense so i mean that sounds like a money grab to me and i think that's a problem for them but um other than that yeah at least i'm getting a bill so i don't have a problem and i don't have a problem with them raising the rates either but i do want to get an accurate bill i want to pay what i owe not pay what you think i owe or you're making up that i owe like that that i don't want to do uh, Reagan can, uh, has got a very solid text here, and I do agree with him on this. It says, I will bet you a million dollars that I can't pay you that it's friends of the mayor who put out this besmir- besmirchment against Hennepin and Jackson Water Online and that they were going to shut off the plants, resulting in too many draining the plants. Yeah, the, the misinformation. Oh, I, I guarantee you that it was the Free the Land Bunch, Rakia, Chalkway and the community, the community activists that had the audacity to actually go down there and fight Jackson Water because the man running it ain't black, and that's their words, not mine. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, they've been on a they've been on a campaign against Ted, which I mean, again, I'm not trying to knock what Ted's doing. I think he's done a good job, and I mean, everything's worked. I'm just saying this is an issue. I think they need to resolve with the with the billing customers on estimated bills and then charging them overages. I just uh, that's, but other than that, I mean, he's done a wonderful job, so I'm not knocking that. But I agree with you. I think that you know Chokeway and the and the and the, and the group 
has been trying to, you know, hurt him at every step because, I mean, guess why? They got cut out. And, I mean, everybody can guess for themselves what that means. So Absolutely. You know, you know that they're, the minority contractor nonsense was about to benefit Chuckway, allegedly, very much. Yeah, I mean, that's what Just he's like mad it has about. at every other corner. I mean, why else is he so mad? I mean, yeah. things are going well. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like him and the Capitol Police. He's mad about that. He's mad at the things that are doing well. Like, you know, it's like, like things that are going well, he gets mad at. You know why? Because he gets cut out, and he doesn't want to get cut out. Yeah, like he is not in it for the betterment of Jackson. He's in it for the betterment of Chalkway. And I yeah, think and that's I, 100%. And mm-hmm. I hope people start to see that. Yeah, I mean, that's, let's, let's think about this really now that I just said that out loud. The positive things going on in Jackson, he's been trying to put up a barrier at every step to them. Like, so whether it be the Capitol Police, he was at those town halls with Pastor Pickett and everything, trying to get rid of them. And then now he's going out, been going after Ted for the last. He, he lo- but let's not forget, you know, everybody's got a you know short memory. He was in love with Ted there for a while. Like he loved Ted. Ted was great. Ted mm-hmm. thought he was Ted was going to be he on the program. Ted was going to play ball. Yeah, Ted was going to be on the program and do what I want, you know, and that's going to be great. And then he got cut out. He's like, now I don't like Ted anymore. It had nothing to do with how well because you know, I just know I knocked Jackson Water for this, but otherwise, I mean, when I, let me talk about when I called them, they answered the phone in under four minutes, just like they said, and they do do that, and they get back to you. So that's something that didn't happen before with the old water department. And then they, you know, they're on top of their stuff. They're 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 doing, you know, the things they need to do. And so, like, if you're Chokeway, what are your complaints with that? Well, it's working too good. No, it's because you got cut out. That's uh, what your complaints are. Rush Limbaugh referred to them as low information voters. Mm-hmm. And there is a segment of low information black voter in Jackson that is easily easily manipulated by by just being told that it, it's an it's an affront on their blackness. And Chakwe has figured out how to play this bunch like a pat, like a like a puppet master, and every time he gets out there and does this nonsense, he somehow finds a way to make his inc- to hide his incompetence behind the shield of racism. Yeah, I mean, he certainly has attempted to do that at every turn. We see that you can do that with the water, he did that with the trash stuff that he created himself with the trash. I yeah. mean, I will say to a certain extent, he created some of the issues at the plant, but the. Um, but I think I, he honestly, may have inherited some incompetence and just thought that's the way it was supposed to run, and it had not broke down. So didn't care enough we, to learn. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I guess I'll give him a pass there that, it, that the patchwork had held together just enough that he's like, man, just let it keep staying patched together. And cat- cat- catastrophe strikes, and we learn real quick just how incompetent it was being ran. Yeah, I think also. I mean, but I I know what you're saying. Like, is he he's playing that game with like his voter base. I don't know that it's working any. We'll see in a year. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be the real test. But I feel like, look, his sister just got beaten that house race, right? So that didn't. I mean, I know some of that's in Ridgeland, all of that district. I think. I think. And was it Justice Gibbs won that seat? I believe that's right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I mean, somebody black won the district. But it wasn't but, the Chokeway. Chuck, yeah. So so like anybody was like, oh well, it was the white. It was white voters in Ridgeland. It, it, it wasn't. I mean, it was still. Voted for somebody, so it wasn't a, race wasn't a factor there. Mm-mm. It was it was Lumumba name is is a cancer. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think so because I think even like even to the people that I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say this. Do you think there's just a group out there like man, we just love them? Because I'm not hearing that, and I'm you know I feel like I'm pretty plugged into both the white and the black community in terms of politics. And yeah, everything. man. There's and a I, I just don't see it to that extent. Sure, I refer to them as woke Jackson. Mm-hmm. There's that woke Jackson group who won't to be oppressed who want everything to be about who really want to believe that everything wrong 
with Jackson and, and wrong with their lives is because of racism. Right. And Chakwe plays very, and that's a larger segment of people than you may think. Mm-hmm. And Chakwe plays those people like a fiddle. Yeah, he he. I mean, I, with that group, he does. He's and that's what he's you know aiming at. But I think like the average Jacksonian, I'm talking about the city that's primarily African American, gets up and goes to work. And the like, average middle class blue collar. Yeah, African American. That's what I mean. Like that guy, yeah. that woman is probably sitting there, like, man, my trash ain't getting picked up. You know, like the water's not working. Yeah. Like the crime is out of control. Like I, I really feel like there's a huge group of people. They're like not that. voting. But, well, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, well, and it, you know what? It's also the. It's not just a black community. The white community ain't voting either. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, Chokeway, got thirteen thousand votes in two thousand twenty-one. So I mean, and I, I, you know, I'm guessing that that wasn't primarily white support so they didn't get out and vote either i mean it's like everybody's got apathy yeah. about the city where they're like i'm not gonna vote but if you know the groups of people that actually got up and went to work every day and deals with these problems on and that are impacting their daily lives got up and said we need to find somebody that's going to do something that's actually going to do something i know i make my kenneth stokes remark and you know jokingly obviously but but partly at least, not- at least kenneth ain't on a plane to atlanta every weekend yeah so, i mean Chakwe, people send, I don't know why people send me pictures of Chakwe at the airport, but I guess they're just making fun of him hauling ass out of Jackson there at every opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Where where did Chakwe spend the winter the winter freeze? Allegedly in Atlanta. Was he in he, Atlanta? He, he, pulled, he pulled a Ted Cruz. <laughs> Flying now, I Chakwe. Any, yeah, I don't know <laughs> yeah. that it was any warmer in Atlanta, but yeah. clearly there may be something there to help keeping him warm. Wasn't, didn't he go to like, wasn't he going, or he was supposed to go to like Miami during the water crisis? I remember yeah. the, something like that. You know, he was there, well, there was one where he flew out to L.A. during one of these water crises. Was it the was it the twenty one one? I can't remember where he got his picture taken at a red carpet with a, with that's a transvestite. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's twenty. I think it was twenty one yeah. when he did that. I mean, so he's you know, I just feel like you know, the average uh, Jackson citizen is has seen the results from this. Like he can claim racism and what as much as he wants to, but eventually, like people are like, wait a second, man, nobody's picking up my trash. I mean, because these are. If all those things were functioning and he was still claiming that, I think it'd work for him. It might that might work for him. Yeah. But when you have a breakdown of every core fu- city service like function, then it's then people start seeing it on the Dude, street. They're like, "Wait a second. I had one of them on Twitter tell me, and and this is just the brain damage. It was just one person, but I know that it speaks like polling. Mm-hmm. It speaks from more than one person. Chocolate got the water fixed, Sean. Oh, there's others. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people he. Convince that? I mean, well, I forgot about forgot about this. What about the traffic signals? Like, yeah. the, you know, yeah. I drove around the city that day and put up on my Facebook about the, uh, taking pictures of the lights that were not working. Yeah. And Chalkway's response to this is, well, it's on the long list of infrastructure repairs. Really? The traffic signal? Like, I don't think the traffic signal is like the pipes. Yeah. Like, the traffic signal is like, can't you call like, hey, Bobby, go out there and fix the traffic signal. I know it's a little bit more complex than that. But yeah. it be that seems like okay. me that would be a priority. Jake Wyndham wouldn't have traffic signals out in Pearl. No, I mean that's for more it. than about how, the the time it took to let the person in, in public works know traffic signals out. Yeah, could you imagine him? Like he'd probably like lose his mind if it was up for like more than six hours, like not working, or like yeah. a day, you know, whatever. Uh, this in, is in defense of Chalkway not putting red lights as a priority. Jackson Jacksonians don't put stopping at them. At a priority either. They don't, but you still got to have them working. I know, I know. But, but, but real talk. Know. Right. All right, let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the day with Sean Yurkron on the Clay Edwards Show. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's tonight for dinner. And don't forget, Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Flowood location is open. I have been there. I have, sent, I have synced it with my own eyes. 
It's right there next to that. Sean, what's that new little Mexican restaurant they've been putting in places around here that everybody likes so much? Um, I don't know. It's like a, it's kind of like a Moe's, but oh, um, a Chipotle. A Chipotle. Thank you. Yeah, it shares a building with Chipotle, so you, I know that those things are very popular. So I'm using that as a reference point. But don't eat at Chipotle. Eat at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. Right there, Flowood. Of course, they got their tech, their uh, Brandon and Madison locations available as well. And at Flowood and F- Madison, they have breakfast. So check them out. Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Flowood, Mississippi. Right there at Dogwood in front of Dick Sporting Goods. We will see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.